and welcome to I Predict a Riot. Let's talk Waterloo Road. The podcast all about Waterloo Road. Hosted by me, Katie. And me, Meg. Hello, we're here. Woo! <laughs> Firstly, welcome. This is our first episode of I Predict a Riot. Firstly, we want to just explain a bit about why we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is for people who have loved Waterloo Road since yeah. 2006 when it first aired or maybe they've just started watching it you can either listen along and watch along or maybe you this will be a bit nostalgic for you because you'll remember those old storylines mm-hmm. those old those old characters yeah and you'll be reminded of the things that you have forgotten yeah that you've forgotten so the reason we're doing it is I mean believe it or not we are massive fans of Waterloo mm-hmm. Road when the new season came out we found ourselves definitely watching it as big fans but also sending each other very intense voice notes yeah. with our opinions about storylines <laughs> hints to the past like past times gone by mm-hmm. um, and then we thought we've got a lot to say why don't yeah. we start a podcast and instead yeah. of just doing the new season let's go right back to the very beginning yeah. and yeah where it all began where it all began and in Rochdale and watch week by week and record week by week mm-hmm. with our thoughts and, and opinions um, from a 2023 perspective yeah so, as Katie was saying, we absolutely love this show. I think I'm a number one fan of it, and I think Katie is as well. Definitely. Um, we, I guess, let's take it way back as to when we first started being fans of it. I think it must have been 2007? Yeah, sometime something like, like that. 2008? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And I remember really clearly... Season three was airing at the time. Yeah, season three was airing at the time. I hadn't seen season one or two. I don't think you had either. No. I remember playing Sims, Katie calls me and says... The finale of season three is airing. Mum's watching it. I'm watching it. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'll join you. Mm-hmm. I think I was maybe about nine or ten, yeah. something like that. We're um, sisters, by the way. That's why we're... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are sisters. Go on. Um, and we watched... I'm not going to give any spoilers, obviously, because we haven't got to season three mm-hmm. yet. Um, but we watched the finale of season three, and I thought it was some of the best TV I'd ever seen. My... Nine, ten-year-old brain was absolutely blown. Um, and then I think I've been a fan ever since. Mm-hmm. We went out and bought the DVDs from HMV. Love that. We binged them on Katie's little TV when we were younger. Um, and we've just loved it ever since then. Mm-hmm. Um, bought all the DVDs, yeah. made everybody I know mm-hmm. watch every single episode over and over yeah. again. And we were absolutely ecstatic yeah. when they released a new... 2023 mm-hmm. version of it um mm. so interesting to see how much it had changed mm-hmm. um obviously we'll go into that at a later time yeah. but um yeah just a bit of backstory as to why yeah. we love it so yeah. much and interestingly that when i was doing some research ahead of this like recording this that episode that main talks about that we watched that she watched for the first time the finale of season three is the highest rated hmm. highest viewed um episode no way. which we know knowing in our heads what the storyline was of that app which we won't share yet um mm. we can understand why that makes sense that was such a highly viewed like that was i think at its peak mm-hmm. like um mm-hmm. and then after that it really picked up loads of views i mean it did before as well but yeah thanks mate so we thought we'd do a tiny bit of like background on what is Waterloo Road before we, we get into the, the nitty-gritty of the first episode, which we yeah. have so many thoughts on and we're yeah, so excited about. so many. So what is Waterloo Road? So Waterloo Road is based on a school of the same name, Waterloo Road. The, the show follows the lives of the teachers and the pupils at the school. When I was doing some research on the, like, the origins of Waterloo Road and how it came to be, I learned a lot about um, so the show, one of the show's creators, Anne McManus. So... Back in 2005-2006, she was asked to create a show that was around the ordinary people in Britain. And she was asked to create, like, a gritty drama. 
And so she used the programme to explore loads of topical issues that occur within Britain, um, and she put them in an educational setting, which I think is so interesting. So Anne McManus, interestingly, was a teacher. Um, oh my God. Yeah, so she... So she has a lot of opinions on the teaching profession. Right. I think it's fascinating that we're now recording this in 2023 with recent teacher strikes and so yeah, many conversations yeah, yeah. around education and those who work in education. And so many of the things she felt so passionately about back in 2006 are still really prominent today. Yeah. In a press release that she released just before the show started, she quoted saying, if there's one single issue that dominates the thinking, not only of parents, but of everyone who wants a decent and fair society, it's how we give our children the best start in life. And I think this theme is carried through Waterloo Road so yes. much. She's quoted, without overstating the case, teachers are on the front line of humanity and what they do in the classroom affects all of our lives. And if there's one main theme in Waterloo Road, she said, it's that a few good teachers can make a huge difference in the even most challenging schools. And from the very beginning of Waterloo Road, and we're going to delve into it now, I suppose, like the school is a challenging school. The pupils and the teachers are mm-hmm. faced with loads of different issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think very realistic mm, yes very gritty and mm. i think when i was also looking at this time it came about so the first episode aired march 9th mm. 2006 mm-hmm. so 2005 i was looking at the bbc back in the day 2005 2006 <laughs> 2005 was when doctor who was revived so the newest the newer season of doctor who okay. Christopher Eccleston, that came about in 2005 so right. the bbc was very fantasy heavy sci-fi heavy um, and then Torchwood, which is a spin-off of Doctor Who, that had just been aired in 2006, okay. so that, like, after Waterloo Road started. So there was a real gap for, like, gritty drama. Yeah, so there was nothing on else on at the time Not that not drama. Not, not drama, no, there's obviously yeah. the soaps. Yeah. But this is different because it's, like, once a week mm-hmm. for an hour um, yeah. on the BBC, like, 59 minutes of television. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So Anne McManus, yeah, had all these views and all these hopes going into creating the show, which I think you really feel in the in the yeah. show it's not just drama for the sake of drama yes you feel like there's messages and they're trying yeah. to make a point yeah. sometimes we agree with those messages sometimes we don't yes and one thing she did say was i hope that waterloo road in its small way can have a positive effect on how we regard teachers and education and it did you know what like i guess as a kid when you're at school you don't think the teachers are humans mm. and they don't have real lives mm-hmm. they're just teacher yeah and that's it and you see them as mrs yeah. such and such yeah. whatever but waterloo road teaches you about their actual lives. That's true, that's true. And there's <laughs> so much going on. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on. And I also found, watching the first episode as an adult, mm-hmm. I had so many different thoughts on the teachers' lives, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. But I was like... But I remember back in the day, it just felt like dramatic television. Mm-hmm. But you have more empathy, I think, as you yeah. grow up yeah. with, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the show was created by two women. No way. Anne McManus and Maureen Chadwick. Yeah, I recognise that name. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the um, titles yeah. at the beginning. And it didn't surprise me, actually, because I think... I mean, I imagine one of the conversations we're going to have is how three-dimensional the female characters are. Yes. I would like to know, actually, a lot of the storylines in the show, was that inspired by anything happening Mm. in their own lives? Yeah, potentially. And that's why it feels so realistic. A lot of people can probably relate to a lot Mm. of the the stories in the show, which is why it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, this one article I found that Anne was interviewed for... Mm -hmm. Was, was one of the only things I could find. There's so much now on the newest season. I guess because mm. social media is so prominent. Every, like, yeah, everyone's talking about everything all the time. Yeah. Um, but do you know what, though? I feel like it, it, that was the time. I don't know if it, it's called network TV, where an episode is released every week. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that anymore. Obviously, there's Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. Everything is released all at once. People can binge. 
But that was a time where an episode was released every week. You knew it was on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, mm. whatever night it was. Eight till nine. Eight till nine. And people, you'd go to school the next day and you'd be talking about it with mm. people at school. Mm-hmm. But I remember at school, yeah, everyone was talking about what had happened the night before, yeah. like waiting for the next it episode. It was a thing. So I think season finales were dramatic. Maybe more people talked about it in person, mm. and now more people are talking about it on yeah. social media. Yeah. Also, as Katie's talking about, you know, events and things that were happening in the time of 2006, I did a little bit of my own research myself, um, and I found that the number one song in the UK on March 9th, 2006, when the first episode was released, was Sorry by Madonna. I don't know that song. I tried listening to it earlier and I didn't recognise it. So what I did do, I did cheat to find what... To wait until I could find one that I actually knew. Um, and I Sorry, Madonna. <laughs> Sorry, Madonna. She's iconic, but I didn't know that song. So a week later... Do you want to know what the number one song was in the UK? Well, <laughs> It's Chico time. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting because we're going to talk, in the, some of the music used in the show I think is a big conversation we have. Yes. I mean, as you can tell, the name of this podcast is called I Predict a Riot and we can explain why in a minute when we start talking about the episode. But I think music is very key and mm-hmm. that just really takes you back yeah. to remember, oh, that's when this show was on. Yeah. Because we were big, what was, was he Pop Idol or X Factor? X Factor. Because we were big X Factor fans. Yeah. So I think. I think it was X Factor, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we might be wrong. That's amazing. I, I know. That yeah, sorry, Madonna. <laughs> We're more excited about Chico. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what does that say about us? <laughs> so, obviously, today we're going to be talking about episode one. Um, we've got a bit of a brief structure to how the episode is going to go. It might change as we go along. We'll see what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, um, we're going to do a bit of a plot summary, our initial thoughts when we first watched it. It might be different to our initial thoughts when we watched it. Back in 2006, 2007, it might be different now. Anything that comes up that we want to discuss, things that are relatable today, things that just didn't age well, I'm sure there'll be many of those. <laughs> Our favourite line, favourite storyline, music choice, fashion moments, mm-hmm. all things like that. Um, favourite character of the episode, star of the week, I think we're going to call it. Um, least favourite, I think we're going to call who's in the cooler. Those of you who haven't seen the show before won't get that reference until a bit later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we wanted to give them some funky names. Yeah. So, shall we dive in? Yes. Okay, episode one, All She Wrote. So this Ooh. aired March 9th, 2006 mm-hmm. on BBC. Yep. 8pm. BBC One it was on. Yeah. I think um, it was a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday. Specific. Thursdays were the specific nights yeah. of the week. So you might choose to watch along. Mm-hmm. So we definitely invite you to do that. Like, yeah. Once this first episode airs, we'll we hope to release them weekly. Even if you've seen it before, if you've seen it before, we advise to go back because it's such a treat. And we'd also want to hear everyone else's opinion. So you know, if you listen to this and you want to give us your opinions on what you think, like please do comment. Or if you disagree with us, if you disagree with us, definitely fair. Yeah, we're going to try our best to avoid spoilers for future mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. The first episode that we're going to delve in today, this is just a mini plot summary of yeah. what what happens in this episode. So. Deputy head teacher Jack Rimmer, he's put in charge of the failing inner city comprehensive school Waterloo Road after the previous headmaster has a mental breakdown after 30 years at the school. Jack takes a big risk by employing Andrew Trenman, a man more familiar with the upper class, to help him turn the school around. English teacher Tom Clarkson is having second thoughts about his marriage to Lorna Dickey, instead finding himself falling for drama teacher Izzy Redpath. Dante Charles, a rebellious pupil, strikes up trouble for Izzy's daughter, Chloe. So that is Ooh. very basic. A lot happens in, a this, lot happens in this episode. episode. That is, and that is like touching the surface. That's yeah. like tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. our first conversation could be about the famous 
opening scene. Okay. What do you think? Yes, I didn't write that many notes on that. Just I think because I've seen it so many times, mm-hmm. I didn't write yeah. notes on it, but I know yeah. that you did. We okay. briefly talked about this before, yeah. guys, um, but... I know that you did. Yeah. So do you want to go yeah. first? Yeah, of course. Um, also, just to say, so each week we watch the episode separately. Yes. We write our own notes. We mm-hmm. think about the key themes. We answer some key questions we've decided. Mm-hmm. And then we come together. So this conversation is mainly or like authentic. We don't, yeah. we don't know what, what we're going to say. Well, the first opening scene is the song I Predict a Riot by the Christ yes. Chiefs. Um, that's why our podcast is called I Predict a yeah. Riot. Um, I thought it was really fascinating that it's like a hazy yes. opening. Like the characters going in and like the first opening of these characters and yeah. it's like the kids on the field, the school yeah, field, yeah, like yeah. going in and out. And I had some just initial thoughts really. Yeah. Firstly, I thought the kids looked super normal. Like they looked look, look like actual yeah. pupils at age a British well. school. Yeah, they were aged. Yeah. They didn't look like glammed up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I've watched a lot of Glee and in Glee. American shows. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like in Glee in the later seasons, the... The school kids, they don't look like school kids, they're like very glammed. Oh, yeah. But this this felt really authentic. Mm-hmm. What I thought was very shocking within like the first 30 seconds, we watched a drug deal go down on the playground. How did I miss this? It was like two te- it was two kids and they do like a very <laughs> oh, no, suspicious I, do... I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And that and I, I think obviously the creators of the show are like, let's set the tone, let's yeah. show what where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um I, the first thing that shocked me, we're introduced to two to the first two teachers we see yes. are Tom Clarkson and Jack Rimmer. Yeah. Jack Rimmer is smoking. Yeah. And I was like Oh my gosh! He yeah. is on the school playground. He's the deputy head of this school, and he's on like playground duty or whatever. And he's no, smoking. Head. Oh a no, cigarette. he's the deputy. Yeah, he's the deputy at this point, and he's smoking a cigarette. And I think that really shocked me a lot. Yeah. And then the, the so the, the very beginning, the like the, the whole I guess catalyst of the show is that the the current head teacher mm. is having a, is having a, they call it a mental breakdown. He's on the roof of the school. Yeah throwing files, throwing, mm. like, things off the roof. Clearly not okay. Mm-hmm. Something that really shocked me was, like, the lack of sympathy for him. I know. From the kids, which isn't that shocking, because I guess, as yeah. a child, you're like, this is hilarious. Like, yeah. someone we see as a teacher, like we said earlier, like, a yeah. robot is not okay. Mm-hmm. But the, from the other teachers, I think Tom and Jack... They say they seem too chill about mm. it. But I don't know if that's the show trying to set the tone of, like, this is what this school is. Mm. But it's interesting, knowing what we know about Tom Clarkson and Jack mm. Rimmer and, you know, mm. how they go on to be these teachers later yeah, on. Yeah. It's a bit shocking. Yeah. But I guess it's the pilot, so... Yeah. Okay, we've identified three storylines mm-hmm. that, like, are woven into yes. this this episode. And I think so, they're very clear. Very clear. So I've got down new headship. Mm-hmm. So straight away, Jack Rimmer, he goes from deputy head to acting head. Yeah. Um, so he's, like symbolically his name is put on the head teacher's door mm-hmm. he then has to take over the school he yeah. doesn't like this mm-hmm. he's very much like a i can't be bothered i'm not trying to have a deputy I, i'd rather be a deputy and yeah did he want that headship mm. that's something i want to talk about later yeah. i guess but i think talk about does now. he want to be in the job i don't know if we're cutting from scene to scenes here i don't know if... i think is it estelle his secretary she's called yeah. estelle right i think it's in the one of the first scenes when she the name is put on the door yeah. and he's like I'd much, I don't want to have this job. He says something like, I don't want to have this job, I'd rather have a deputy do everything for me. I missed that. Right. And I guess we've just witnessed the pressure that this took on the head teacher. Mm. Like, like this is not okay. Like, but surely he doesn't have to do the head no. role if he doesn't want to. Because right at the end, I don't know if we're jumping here, but the last scene of the episode, I wrote down in my notes that he clearly just doesn't care mm. about the school. And he sees, he's not, He's not hopeful about no, the school. No, he's not. He's a pessimist, yeah. So, does he want this role? Like, mm. I, I, I didn't realise it was just given to him. Mm. I, so, acting head is different to head, right? 
So in the first episode, she's okay. acting head. It's like an emergency situation. Yeah. It's the first thing in the morning, I imagine. The head yeah. teacher's obviously going to hospital. Like, he's obviously not okay. God, I call myself a fan. I didn't even know so that. So someone... No, I think they just mentioned it in the first bit. So okay. I think he ought... I think when you are deputy head... I mean, I, don't, I literally don't know. But he's, like, acting head for yeah. a bit. Yeah. I reckon somewhere along the line, he must make a decision. Okay. Whether to stay or not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he's acting head. The first thing he does is he has to get a deputy. Yeah. So the first thing he does is um, <laughs> on board someone called Andrew Treneman. Yes. Um, my first thought of this was the fact that he does his job interview yes. in the pub. Honestly, I forgot that happened. So did I. I wrote my first note in my book is terrible head teacher job interview in the pub. <laughs> like, are you joking? And they have a pint, they like are on like pint three. Jack is also flirting with loads of women, I feel. Yeah. In the he bartender is. he's flirting. Yeah. He's a, we all know from episode one that Jack Rimmett is a womanizer. Yeah. Um, yeah that's yeah. very clear. Yeah. Yeah, and he onboards Andrew Treneman. Yeah. And they cheers with their beer. Yeah. And that's, instead of shaking job. hands, they cheers. Yeah. So for me, in this episode, the, the the one thing that I think doesn't age, I think ages the least well, or really doesn't age well, yeah. is the catalyst of the head teacher yeah. having a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. as they say, quotation marks, um, on the roof. And I think Jack kind of makes a jokey comment to Andrew saying like, our last head teacher was sectioned under the Mental Health Act. Yes. And I was just like, this is the most... And I think being in 2023 now, I think this is... The, I mean, there's lots of things in the episode that were like, oof. Mm. But this, I think, is the most... Yeah, I wrote that down as Like, well. untasteful. Like, really, I just think, mm. problematic. Which you couldn't air today. Like, you couldn't. No. You couldn't. What's interesting, we know, watching the rest of the season, this head teacher's not mentioned again. It's just no. Jack Rimmer from, like... Mm-hmm. So I think talking about it now, I think, is important. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. 100%. Mm. So we mentioned... They were talking about... Um, I think Andrew asked... Are there any behaviour agreements? Do any of the students have oh, behaviour agreements? Yeah. I don't know what a behaviour agreement mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Because I think Jack was talking about um, the kids and their behaviour. And Andrew asks, do they have behaviour agreements? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know, do you, do you know what they are? So I, th- so I think this, this line is trying to get the audience to see how disorganised Waterloo Road is. Yes. So I think, so Andrew's, yeah, he's asking, which of the kids, they go, they have like... They can have behaviour strategies or behaviour... No, mm. strategies. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, they can have, like, behaviour stages. Okay. So... And they will eventually lead to potentially exclusion. Yeah. Right? So it's, like, level one warning, whatever. Yeah. So Andrew's basically asking, but I think Jack's response tells us yeah. that the water road is super unorganised. Yeah. And they just have the kids in and they try their best for them every day, yeah, which yeah. is which is brilliant and the heart of the show. Mm. But from Andrew's perspective, this is, like, not how yeah. we run school. Yeah. But you're surprised because... I feel like a guy like that would he'd turn up to a pub for an interview, the head teacher's just told him that he doesn't have a be- there aren't any behaviour agreements. Mm. I'm still surprised he took the job. Yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I think Andrew as an entity is really oh, fascinating. Andrew. Like, got, Andrew is problematic. Mm-hmm. But I love Andrew. We have, we have such a <laughs> I think also it's they're trying to show the contrast between yeah because so um, Andrew we don't know where he's from like he's from the south of England it's I imagine London. he says Bath oh, <laughs> um, Jack Rimmer is like this laddish northern guy from yeah. Rochdale yeah. Waterloo Road he says many times yeah. and Andrew's like Waterloo Road um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think that is quite a contrast mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. in this episode we see their like allyship yeah just begin yeah and it begins in that pub when they cheers yeah and I think Jack so Jack's when he's sat in the, with Estelle, he says, I want a deputy that can do it all for me. And I think he knows exactly what he's doing in Andrew. Mm. He knows his job's worth by mm. the book, which can be annoying, but he knows he's going to put the work in. Yeah. And potentially keep, look after him in terms of mm-hmm. not letting him get into too much trouble. Yeah. Because he's so by the book. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Throughout this episode, we've got new headship, 
Andrew and Jack. Second storyline that's, that's woven through um, is the upcoming wedding of teachers, Tom Clarkson, Lorna Dickey, mm-hmm. both English teachers. Everybody okay. in the show seems to be an English teacher. Like, there's no anyone else. I don't know why. There are so many English teachers. And this carries on. Subject, apparently. This carries on throughout the show. There's so many English teachers. So their upcoming marriage, and we know what happens because we've watched the show before. Yeah. But I was fascinated by yeah. this storyline. What do you think? Well... So it's obviously very clear that from literally the first two seconds of a scene with Tom and Lorna that Tom does not want this wedding. Yeah, for sure. He <laughs> says within the first few seconds, <laughs> shall we cancel the wedding? And it's like red flags, red flags, red flags. I feel for her so much. Me too. I've, wrote, I've written a lot down about how yeah. I really feel sorry yeah. for Lorna. Yeah, yeah. Like justice for Lorna, yeah. obviously. When I was younger, I did not like Lorna. Mm. But I feel like now, I've really felt sorry for like her. She, and by the sounds of it as well, and that interaction, she's planning everything. She's yeah. doing everything. He's done nothing. And she's like, come on. I like, know. And what I think is fascinating is, I mean, it doesn't matter if we don't go chronologically, but cut to then in the school, mm. they get to school, mm. Tom has been off. Lorna's not really picked up on the fact that he's off. Yeah. Maybe he's been like this for months. We don't know. Mm. How long have they been together? How long have they been planning the wedding? We're not 100% sure. We know they met at uni. But... Literally in the school day, mm. so she goes to his classroom mm-hmm. and she says, "Can I have a word, Mr. Clarkson?" Yeah. And then there's that famous line when the kids say, "Miss Dickie wants a quickie." Oh my god, that is one of the best lines. Horrific. I didn't write that as my favorite line. Did you know, I didn't either, but Did I thought know? I thought it was like, "Miss Dickie wants a quickie." I was like, "Jeez." Um, and but anyway, so she goes out and speaks to Tom, and in the corridor mm. when they are both mid-lesson, like she's left her class, she's still out of her class. She's left her class to hand out books. She's like, "Hand yeah. out books." Yeah. He's come out of his lesson mm. and. In the corridor, at their workplace, he says, I can't marry you. I know. And as an adult watching this, I really felt this. Whereas as a kid, yeah. I was like, this is drama, this is television. Mm. But I'm like, Ima- I could imagine if it was you. You're, yeah. you're at work. Yeah, yeah. And you work in school as well, which is a very that's stressful environment. I, I couldn't work with like, a close friend or like a partner. Because that's, that's just my preference. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> I mean, but like, I just felt, for, I was like, can you imagine having to do the rest of your day when someone's just told you they don't want to marry you? I know. And they're literally... Days away from the wedding, I think, at this point. Yeah. It's not really clear on the timeline, but the wedding, spoiler alert, is in this episode. Yeah. So, which I have any thoughts on. Poor but Lorna. I know. And then she's got to go and do the rest of her day. And then she I goes know. home, I think. She has you a migraine. What? Yeah, and Estelle calls it a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> and that really annoyed me. And that, that's always annoyed me. She's got home with a migraine. And Tom's like, what's going on? <laughs> um, I really felt for Lorna yeah. a lot. But I also think that she already knew mm. she knows deep down that he doesn't she's love just, her maybe she's like she's just holding on because she so badly wants this wedding yeah. I am jumping but there's a heartbreaking scene in her wedding dress uh. oh yeah and she's crying that's, that's shortly after this yeah and she goes home it's so sad and mm. I think she's holding on to the wedding so much mm. she's like if we just get to the wedding everything will be okay yeah and that's the life that she wants but I think Tom's a bit of a dick in this first yeah, episode. Yeah, I agree. And, and Tom's I think, one of my favourite characters yeah, overall. He's a dick. I think also I was shocked by how young he looked. I think that's because in my head I think of Tom Clarkson from like season seven or yeah. whatever season. Yeah. So in this storyline of Tom and Lorna, mm-hmm. we're also introduced eventually to their their best their best friend, Izzy Redpath. Yeah. who's another teacher at the school. She's drama. She's not English. I mean, it's very close, but she's a drama teacher. Mm-hmm. Very close to the English department. And she has two daughters. Miku and Chloe. Yeah. We know straight away Izzy's a single mum. Yeah. Um, she's separated from Miku and Chloe's dad. We know he's still around, but they're not together. Yeah. He doesn't live with them. Mika, so Chloe is about year 10, 14, 15. Yeah. Mika is a year older than her, so she's year 11. 
we introduced them in their house in the kitchen in the morning, aren't we? Yes. The two girls and, and Izzy. Yeah. And we know ready for the they're getting ready for the day. Chloe wants to buy a present for um, a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn, and we learn that Izzy's not a fan mm-hmm. of the boy. And Mika's annoying. Yes, yeah. see. I know. <laughs> She's so whiny. She's so whiny. I'm like, what? Mika, just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe is very much. She's kind of. Chloe's kind of more mature. Mm. But at the same time, not, not, mature, not mature. Because of the choices she makes in this episode. Yeah. And also, she you can see. so. So the storylines, we've got the headship, we've got the wedding, mm-hmm. and then Izzy kind of links the wedding to yeah. the storyline of Chloe and Dante. Yeah. Uh, so Chloe and her like high school boyfriend, Dante Charles, mm-hmm. uh, they're a quite big storyline in this. We learn straight away that they're going out, mm-hmm. Chloe wants to buy him, uh, they have, maybe haven't been going out very long, Chloe wants to buy him a present, mm-hmm. Izzy's like, I need you to get over this boy, he's a problem. Yeah. yeah, so we get an insight into Izzy Redpath, and we eventually learn that Izzy's like best friends with Tom and Lorna together. Yeah. They're like a trio. They're three. And what I've kind of figured is, so I think Izzy's a bit older than them, a few years older. When I looked right. on Wolfie oh. Road Wiki, she's like two or three years older than them. Okay. But she met Lorna at uni, because we learned yes. later on yeah. um, that they met, yeah, they met at university. Yeah. So they're like three uni pals yeah. that eventually then went to teach at the same school, yeah. which is really interesting. That's mad. So I feel like the first bit of the episode is they're setting the scene for all of the different characters and storylines, yeah. and they're all getting ready for the day. Yeah. They're all... Heading to Waterloo Road for the first day of school, mm-hmm. back from Christmas or Easter mm-hmm. or whatever, um, summer. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was weird. Andrew Treneman got the bus. I thought this was weird as into well. Into school, and obviously they do it because there's a storyline that comes with it. Yeah. I think it's bizarre. I'm like, why aren't you driving, Andrew? Yeah. So Andrew gets the bus um, with all of the school kids. I'm wondering, he did, did he do this for a reason? I think he must have done. Do you know what detail I thought was fascinating about mm. this? So Andrew puts his hand under his seat and yeah. he gets some gum and he's like repulsed by this. Oh, I wouldn't see that. And I, it's such a specific detail, but I'm just like, and, and it's like trying to make a point that it's like Andrew from upper class Andrew mm. getting down with the kids. You know, and, but I was like, every bus ever has gum under the seats. Yeah. Like this is really not a Waterloo Road specific class. thing. This is not a Rochester yeah. specific thing. This is like just general, mm. this is just a general bus thing. Like yeah, this is a public yeah. bus. Like people get buses, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But Andrew is like repulsed by this. So it's just kind of a detail mm-hmm. to show this is not in Andrew's norm. Yes. But yeah, why did he get the bus? Why the heck did he get the bus? Maybe he's just moved and he doesn't have a car yet. But then I why did he get a taxi? I don't think he'd get the bus. He would get a taxi. Why do you think that's a bit weird though? I think he got the bus. They don't say this, but this is my own theory. Okay, go on. I think he got the bus to see what the kids at Waterloo Road are like. Yeah, out of context. Yes. Because, of, because this is the only time, and obviously something happens on the bus, we can talk mm-hmm. about it, none of them know who he is. Yeah. So what happens, tell us for me, what happens on the bus? So, obviously, Andrew's sat on the bus, he gets to a certain stop, um, Dante is there, Chloe's boyfriend, um, and he's trying to steal lunch money off this little kid. Yes, yeah, so we can he's get a bus ticket. People. Yeah, he wants to get a bus ticket. Dante can't get on the bus, he hasn't got money, so he tries to steal lunch money off this yeah. little kid. Like, classic, not very good, but yeah. classic bullying yeah. at yeah. school. Yeah. And Andrew sees it through the window, and he's not happy about it. <laughs> and straight away, um, he know he sees he's got a Waterloo Road uniform on. Yeah. Um, and he goes over to yeah. him, takes him yeah. under his arm. And the kids don't know. I guess before this, he says to the driver, "Excuse me, driver." Yeah. He's just taking this boy's bus ticket. Yeah, he did. This is yeah. his bus ticket, and Dante's like, "What are you doing?" And yeah. the kids don't know who Andrew Trenman is. Yeah, he's just, just a, random a random man, man. on the bus, like so true in a suit. Yeah. So um, yeah, but then he take, makes a citizen's arrest. He's like, I'm making yeah. a citizen's arrest. Which, he's, he's stolen. Like, it's a theft. It is. It's a crime. It is a crime. But they're not at school. And they're kids as well, which is interesting. I don't know if that changes it. 
But then if it's still a crime in general. It is, yes. Yeah, so he's he's not acting as a teacher, he's acting as a citizen. That's true. But yeah, the police come down and the police find it funny. Yeah, yeah. and that's They're stress- not taking it seriously. And I think that's, again, to tell the audience, this is the type of school this is. Yeah. This is the type of incidents that happen at the school. It's just mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Whereas, we're, 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 do you know what I think? I think Andrew is very cleverly used by the writers as the lens. Because mm. yeah. Andrew is very removed and he's very extreme. So the bus doesn't turn up to school, obviously. The bus gets stopped by the police. So yeah. all these kids don't turn up to school because it's a school bus, we learn, yeah. because it doesn't turn up. And there's a scene where Jack Rimmer and Kim, and I, we don't, we're not properly introduced to Kim like the other no, teachers, she just, which I think is yeah. sad. Like, I wish we had got Kim's morning routine. Yeah. What's she doing? Like, we don't know anything about mm. her. We just She's introduced to Andrew as the head of pastoral care. Anyway, her and Jack come out of the school mm. and, and they're like looking on the street and there's like obviously a bus missing with loads of kids. Mm-hmm. And, and Jack, this isn't my favourite line, but I do like the line. He says, um, how did a busload of kids go missing? It's like something out of Doctor Who, he says. Oh, yeah. And I think that's fascinating, knowing that the previous year, Doctor Who was revived for the first oh. time. So Doctor Who is in everybody's minds. Within the Waterloo Road world, Doctor Who has just come back. Like, yeah. And I think that's really interesting. And he's right. He's like, how the heck? Did a busload of kids go missing? Like, mm-hmm. it's like a scene from Doctor Who. That's what he says. <laughs> and I think that's fascinating. And, yeah, yeah, that's what was interesting. And then they do turn up. Yeah. And then we learn about Andrew's approach. So Andrew sets up his class. Yeah. We get an idea of what the kids are used to. Because yeah. he makes them line up outside the classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a seating plan, mm-hmm. and he puts them in rows. Yeah. And previously to this, Kim is in the classroom with him, and she's like, this isn't how we do things at Waterloo Road. In rows, because he tidies the room up and puts them in oh, rows, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's and she's like, "Don't think this is going to work with these kids." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is this is education. This is what yeah. we need to do." And these kids obviously are not used to having a seating plan. They're not yeah. used to sitting in rows. Mm-hmm. And he gets them in one by one and sits them in the classroom. Yeah. And in that first class is Dante Charles, and this yes. is the moment that Dante realizes oh, yeah. the guy that gave him a citizen's arrest on the bus mm-hmm. is his new deputy head teacher. Mm-hmm. Very dramatic. Yeah. So they go in. Dante and him have back and forth. He receives yeah. like five detentions or whatever. He's like, yeah. oh, you're not going to have any lunch breaks left. Yeah. Like, because he keeps being, he keeps answering yeah. back. And Dante's like, you're picking on me, you're picking on me. Mm. And it's like, you can see that, he, how he can see that, but he is doing the wrong thing. Yeah. But also, does Andrew have an unconscious bias against Dante at this point? I think so, yes. yes. Because he's just yeah. witnessed him bully yeah. someone. Yeah. So then Dante <laughs> gets his phone out of his pocket. Doesn't he call his dad? And he calls his dad. His flip, yeah. classic flip phone. We love to see it. Yeah. Calls his dad. And says, Dad, there's a new teacher who's picking on me. Mm-hmm. And then, and he, and he actually messages his dad and says, call me, it's oh, urgent. Yeah. And he spells urgent with an E at the beginning, which yeah. I think is interesting. And then, and then, which makes us think, okay, he doesn't have credit on his phone. Classic teenager, he doesn't have credit on his phone, so he has dad has to call him, which mm-hmm. I think is like a nice detail. <laughs> so his dad calls him, his phone goes off in the class. Yeah. He answers it. Yeah. And Andrew's like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, he's shouting. And he's like, and then actually, Dante's dad, Clarence, hears the back and forth yeah. between Andrew and Dante. And he confiscates his phone. So then Clarence shows up at the school. Yeah. And he just comes into the classroom. There's no security. He just security. Andrew up. Yeah. He? And he just, yeah. they get into like a bit of a fight. Yeah. But I didn't like, I, I don't know if Andrew was just angry at the time and wanted to, when he's want, angry. didn't want to be weak, I guess. Mm. But he says, class, this is an example of a thug. Mm. And I don't know if I liked no, that. No, I didn't like, like that either. obviously. I don't think that's how you. No. I think, I, I obviously, it's not okay that he comes in and just beats him And also, how did he get in? The security at this yeah, school is horrific. So Someone can just walk into a classroom. He's got through all of the front doors. It's bizarre. But I don't like the way he handles it, Andrew. Mm. But I think it's maybe just because he's feeling a bit threatened. I think he doesn't want to look weak mode. in front of the class. Yeah. 
So he says, everybody, this is an example of a thug. And the word thug as well. No, it's, it's just, not a nice word. I just, it really... Mm. And so this is the first in, This is the first scene we get of Clarence, Dante's yeah, dad. Yeah. And like an insight into Dante's life yeah. and his dad. Yeah. Something I wanted to talk about mm. was just Andrew's approach to this school and to teaching, mm. I guess. Because I've written down a quote that he says, which I think is a quote that doesn't age well. Go on. I think he's... So he speaks to... Jack after the fight and Jack's annoyed Andrew um, that he got beat up and he's created this scene straight away mm. on the first day and he's not happy with him um, and how like Andrew's the reason that these parents don't want to send their daughter to this school mm-hmm. um, and Andrew says um, I think he says something like this is the way the school should be run. And he talks about how the school should be run. And then he says, that's how you attract middle-class parents. Mm. So it's kind mm. of... I don't think that age no. well at all. Because the point shouldn't be, let's attract middle-class families yeah. to this school. Mm-hmm. It should be, let's support the kids that are here. Yeah. And they can go and thrive. Like, that's yeah. what it should be. It's just, yeah, it's really an age well, I think bad, Andrew, Andrew's very out of touch. And even though the school needs some discipline and it, Obviously, it needs to be turned around. We know that that's the whole premise of the show. Yeah. I think he's so out of touch and quite ignorant to mm. these kids' lives and what yeah. they have to go through at home yeah. behind the scenes when they're not in school. Yeah, and maybe we should just keep on this track for a bit yeah. because I think this is super relevant when we really start to learn who Kim Campbell is when mm. Kim and Andrew speak. So Dante's in detention. Mm-hmm. Kim goes to speak to Andrew mm. and she says to him, she's kind of annoyed at him about mm. the whole fight that happened and the Clarence coming into the classroom and the fact that Andrew called the police but she she has to she says well I've got to go now tell Dante that he's got to spend the night in care mm. because his dad has mm. been arrested and Andrew can't this is like such a shock to Andrew yeah it's like what and he's like and Kim's like yeah he's a single dad like this is what's happened like yeah. this and she's not like it's your fault but it kind of is mm. and she's like well I've got to go and tell him this now yeah and they have a real back and forth and we really start to understand this is that leads to so much more, right? Yeah. The Kim and Andrew back and forth. Like, both want the best for the kids. Both want the best for the school. Yeah. But Kim, with her, like, pastoral, head, pastoral care head on. Yeah. Knowing this school. We don't know how long she's worked there, but we get the sense she's worked there a long time. Yeah. Andrew then decides to not press charges. Yeah. And, he, and then he goes, they go and visit Touch Clarence mm-hmm. in prison. And um, they strike a deal, don't they? Yeah. And I and think... I'm, I was happy when that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. I think... Because uh, it's, a, it's a difficult one because although, yes, he should report a crime when they happen, it's also not helping these kids. Like, mm. should the question, should he have called the police? Mm. Should he have called the police both mm. times when mm. maybe they could have dealt with it in the school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now, you know, there's consequences. Yeah. And yeah. Should, do you know what I mean? I yeah. guess it's a question. And obviously, so the deal is that he kept, that Clarence comes in and apologises to the whole school. Dante's super embarrassed by this. I thought that was weird, you know? Yeah. Him standing up. And then Jack says, I've written down, this is now a zero-tolerance school against violence against teachers. And I was like, was it not already? <laughs> I thought that too. Like, what? And yeah. he's like this... You know the way he talks? He's like mm. some kind of hero. Yeah. And I'm... I just think he's a terrible teacher and I feel like Andrew and Kim should be running the school themselves. Yeah. I think Jack's a terrible head teacher. It's interesting. Would you agree? I think they're a trio at the top, right? Mm. And it's interesting because it's it's it's. I mean, it's Jack. It's the Jack and Andrew show. It's the it's the, it's yeah. the lads. It's the men's club. Yeah. Like Kim isn't. We don't. I don't know if she's a senior leader. We don't know. Mm. But she's head of pastoral care. Mm. I don't think that ranks that highly back in two thousand and six. Yes. I think she's respected. 
But she's out of some key combos yeah. with the two men. Yeah. Later on, we get to that. So, okay, so potentially a good question to ask is, Jack and Andrew are going against each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Does Jack have high enough expectations for the kids at the school? No. Andrew wants to have high ones for them. Yeah. But Andrew's way of getting them high is to, like, get having the expectations high and making them meet them is mm. to, like, cut them down when they're doing the wrong thing. And he embarrasses people. Yes. Straight away he does that, actually. When those girls said, me and Kelly always sit together. Yeah. And he goes, well, when you and Kelly sit together, you both get ease. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's awful. That's awful, yeah. I shouldn't have said that in front yeah. of the class. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> says, he says, he says, he says, I've got written it down. He says, you always get, they said, we, Kelly and I always sit together. And he says, you always get great ease together, too. Yeah. And that's I don't. not okay. It's not okay. But I, I do, I think, I do like the line, personally. Yeah. I, I think it, because he's showing that he can give back yeah and a lot of the school is back and forth and he's yeah. making the point like if you but that's the whole thing if you sit next to your friends in the lessons you're yeah. not going to learn as much yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's like a classic across the board oh, at any yeah. school. so he's like obviously i've got a seating plan for you yeah. obviously you're going to sit where i tell you to sit because i want you to to under focus on yeah. the lesson and not chat to each other and yeah. gossip yeah so obviously tom's told lorna mm-hmm. i don't want to marry you yeah lorna's like is there someone else he's mm-hmm. like i just don't want to marry you i don't want to marry you lorna asks izzy their mutual best friend, can you go and find out mm. what's happening? Can you find out from Tom why the heck he's cancelled this wedding? Should she be getting involved, though? This is interesting, isn't it? Because she, well, she's, a mutual, she's best friends to both of them, so Lorna's like, he'll tell you. So I can understand Lorna's being desperate at this point. That's hard for Lorna. And Izzy is clueless, right? And not for Lorna, for Izzy. Yeah. So Izzy then goes in strong. Yeah. She's she like, she's good she friends. gets him a drink, and she gets herself a drink, and she's like, I'm, I don't believe you. And she's like, he's like, I just don't fancy it. And he was like, she, she says something like, um, you've just... You've like you've just given up marriage and like financial stability and like a whole future and having yourself looked after. Yeah. For just because you fancy it, like what's happened? She knows there's someone else. She yeah. knows there's something else. She knows yeah. there's a reason that she's not. She's like, she's like, it might be good enough for Lorna, but I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. And then they sit down, and she says, "Is there someone else?" And he says, "Yes." And she's like, "Jesus, Tom." And then he like drops the bomb. Mm-hmm. He kind of like hints. Yeah. He doesn't even actually says it. He just but kind she of knows. she knows. But she's been trying to ignore it. And she, he says, basically says, you're, you, I'm in love with you. Mm. Like, you're the reason. Mm-hmm. I can't marry Lorna. Mm. And nothing's happened between like, Tom and Izzy before. No. Nothing's happened. Not that we know Not of. Not that we know of. Izzy's shocked. Yeah. Part of her probably feels the same. We then get a cut to her in her room going through her diary. I know. And she's like a diary that she's kept like a journal. And it just, the camera just goes to lots of times she's written Tom's name. So she's kind of realising, oh, maybe I'm in love with Tom too. Yeah. I want to know why she's so upset. Mm. I think because she has... I think... I don't think she's ever admitted it to herself before. Mm. She knows she cares deeply for Tom. Mm. They're like best, best friends. Mm. She's best friends with Lorna as well. Like, they are best, best friends. Mm. So how horrible. But in her head... Because at the beginning, she's like, oh, dance floor, dance lessons, ready for the wedding. Like, she's super chipper. And I think that's real. I don't think she's being fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she just... She's realising it now. Yeah. But she's, like, super... In her head, if if they're happy together, that's fine. She's got her own stuff going on. Oh, God, She's raised two girls. She's got two teenage daughters. I also did the maths. So Izzy's, like, 35, 36. Mika is, like, 16. So Izzy had Mika when she was like nineteen, twenty. Yeah. With with her first partner yeah. or first husband. Who doesn't seem like who doesn't a nice seem like guy. a decent decent person. No. Um, from what we get from him. Yeah. And now now she's a single mum. She's also a full time teacher. She's yeah. two teenage girls. One of which like has a problematic boyfriend. Like always like in love and she's mm. a bit worried. Like we learn that 
Miki like, just moans all Miki the time. Miki just moans all the time. <laughs> like, so Izzy's got a lot going on. She does. And she doesn't have time for this. Yes. And I think that's why, like, you know those really intense scenes of her crying? Like, mm. she's constantly crying. I'm mm. like, God, you're really upset, girl. <laughs> and then at, fir- at first I was like... It just complicates everything. Yeah, I think because her life, she's got so much going on in her life, she mm. doesn't need this. No, she doesn't. It's, she's a good person. Yeah. And she calls Tom and she says, and he's like, I need to know. I need to know if, if, if... Like, because Lorna thinks she's winning back. Yeah. Then he goes to the bathroom and puts a shower on and calls Izzy. And is like, I, I need to know if I've got a chance, if I've got a chance with you. And then she says, Tom, is this clear enough for you? You've got no chance. I just and don't fancy I just you. don't fancy you. The truth is, and it's savage. But it's also like, and she's sobbing. I know. And she, but she has, she knows she has to be harsh to Tom. She, in her head, she's like, they have to get married. But my question to you is, should she? I guess knowing what we know now, it will depend on your, well, that will depend on your answer. Should she have just told Lorna? I think she should have. I think she should have too. Because you know what's worse? Yeah. So later on, we're going to talk about... In the last segment, we talk about our favourite eps- our favorite characters of the episode. Yeah. Mine was also is almost Izzy. Mm. But it wasn't mm. because of what happened at the wedding. Yeah. So if we cut to the wedding, yeah. they get married. Mm-hmm. Tom like makes a speech about Izzy and how great she is. Lorna's over the moon. All the teachers are at the wedding. And Steph hate Doc. Steph looks incredible, by the way. <laughs> she is a brunette. I've completely forgot she's red a brunette. dress, matching red flower. Oh my god, in her Steph hair. Haydock is a bit of an icon. Yeah. Uh, problematic, but an icon. Problematic. Similarly to Kim, we don't actually hear much about Steph. She's just this yeah. this French teacher. Yeah. We learn a lot of that way later on. Like we know yeah. she's she comes she's she's on the series for ages. Mm-hmm. Denise Welsh. Uh, yeah. So so all the teachers are there. They get married. They have a first dance. They go out. Izzy. So the Izzy's. So the Mika and Chloe's dad is babysitting them. Mm-hmm. Babysitting. He shouldn't. He's not called babysitting. He's their father, but that's how it feels. Yes. Um, and then he basically goes back to his girlfriends or something. Mm. So then Izzy gets notified that the girls are left on her yeah. own. She's like, great, I've got to go. I've got to go home. So she's really annoyed. And she's like, she goes out and waits for her taxi. She has a cigarette. And Tom comes out from the wedding. Like, it's the reception. They're all dancing. And oh, they, Tom! And they talk about it again. But then they kiss. Yeah. And I think that was like, I can't... Izzy can't be... My favorite character, like she can't be the, she can't yeah. be my star of the week because and she should have. I just really think if it was me, I would not keep that to myself. Mm, so I would hard. tell Lorna because in the long run, it's better would it that break she knows. Lorna though? It would, but it's better that she knows because you know it's just going to break her later. But she probably thinks she can cover it up. I don't, but obviously, they literally, it's their wedding day. Lorna is inside. She's just got married, and then they kiss outside. Yeah. I think it's horrific. It's so bad. I know. It's so bad. Like, but it's drama. It's television drama. Obviously, yeah. Like, this, 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 uh, introducing a love triangle in the first episode yeah. is obviously a clever move from the creators. And this episode, oh my god, so many dramatic cliffhangers oh at gosh, the end. Yeah. I guess, I really feel sorry for Lorna, like I've said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I picked out a quote that she says, I'm just like heartbroken for it. She goes to Tom, it's my fault, I've been turning into a wife and I've been so uptight. And she's just, she doesn't feel like she's good mm. enough. And she thinks it's her fault. Yeah, she thinks it's her fault. She thinks, also, being a wife, like, like that's a bad thing. I mean, thing. It's, I think that just shows the time. But yeah. also, that... Bless her. I feel like, but women still being categorised and stereotyped as the naggy wife yeah. is such a thing. I know. And she and, thinks it's her fault. Yeah. And, she, and, and Tom kind of lets her, Tom lets her believe that it's her fault. Yeah. Which is really bad. I know. So meanwhile, so we know that Chloe and Mika are being looked after by their dad. Mm. Chloe kind of facilitates the dad to leave, doesn't she? She's like, why don't you go and stay with... Yeah. I can't remember the name of his girlfriend, Angie. Don't know. Something like that. But he's like, oh yeah, I will actually. And then he leaves. I know. Awful. And then 
And then Chloe is like texting Dante and Dante's dad is asleep on the sofa. We le- we've learned earlier on that Dante's dad's job, he's a limo driver. Mm-hmm. Dante and Chloe are texting like, let's have some fun. I'm going to meet you at this time. Yeah. So Chloe and Mika's dad leaves. Mm-hmm. Chloe picks up some, some beer. Booze. Some booze. She gets dressed up. Yeah. Mika's like, where are you going, Chloe? What are you doing? And Chloe's like, I'm going out. Dante's stolen his dad's limousine. He decides to take Chloe and their mates, Holly and Adam, on a high-speed yeah. joyride. Yeah. So Holly and Adam are in the back, and Chloe is. They're all drinking. Mm-hmm. Unsure if Dante's drinking. Not sure. But the music's very loud. They keep asking Dante to turn the music up, turn the music up. Mm. Turn the music, turn the music up. It's, the car's going really fast. Chloe, like, climbs into the front seat while the car's moving. Yeah. Like, they're all, like, distracting each other. Yeah, she jumps on his lap. She jumps on his lap she? at one point. Yeah. And is that the point where it happens? think so. So Adam is stood like in the sun, and this, what's it called? A, he's stood roof in top. the roof, like the roof, the sun, you know, the, the window at the top of a car, it's yeah. called like a sun, what's it called? Sun window or something? Adam Rooftop. is stood in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's stood with, his, with a drink, with his arms out. Yeah. yeah. And is that the point that Chloe then gets into Dante's lap while he's driving? So. Yeah. This 14, 15 year old boy is driving this limo, Ooh. drinking, yeah. potentially drinking, potentially not, with music very loud. Mm-hmm. And then there's a crash. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what happens because that kind of just we just we don't know what the outcome is. Yeah. But we we can understand it's probably not good. Meanwhile, Jack, the police call him while he's at the wedding. Oh, I forgot about this scene. Yeah, me too. Me too. When I watched it when I was younger, it was so bizarre. I thought that they just after the wedding they just went back to the school and had a little <laughs> chat. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I thought that they were just like let's have a chat at the so, school. Yeah, so the the, pe- the police call in. They say that yeah. some stu- some local hooligans. Yeah. So not pu- maybe ex pupils. I think yeah, it's like yeah. people who've been excluded. Yeah. Have broken into the school, like mm. trashed the hall, mm-hmm. trashed the set. Yeah. Like because there's like there was a play going on and it looks like like set from a play yeah. has been all trashed and the school is trashed and. Mm. Jack and Andrew have a really deep chat about the school, basically. Yes. And I wrote down pivotal moment. Jack and Andrew hall talk. Yeah. <laughs> and I think. He's drunk. Who's dr- Jack? Yeah, because yeah, that's why Andrew has to drive him. But he's been at a wedding, to be fair to him. Um, but is this a quote? So it says, I think Andrew or or maybe it's Jack says, kids like these have the most need for good teachers. Mm. And then some, one of them also says, don't underestimate them, based talking about the kids. Mm. And yeah. I've written teen dream vibes, question mark. And I think they want the audience at this point to think, these two leaders of the school, they've got a vision. They don't agree on everything. Their differences will probably make each other stronger. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think Kim Campbell should be involved in this conversation. Yeah. Personally. I think they've missed a trick here. Mm. I think her voice would make everything make a bit more sense. I yeah. think she has something that Jack and Andrew do not have. Yeah. But I think, it's, I think this kind of is, is, the, is the pivotal moment of the episode. This comes up with the themes with the underdogs, complexity of education, the complexity of how best to support young people. Mm. I think all of this, like, isn't, is trying your best enough. Like, all of this... It mm. comes to fruition in this scene. And this is, like, set up, like, this is what our mission is. This is the TV series. This is the TV show. Yes. But I also disagree with you a little okay, bit. Okay, go on. About them being, like, a dream team. Mm, I, yeah, go Because on. I think Andrew has to convince Jack to try at making yeah. the school work. Yeah. So I've written down, Jack has no faith in the school, no driver passion. Andrew cares more. And he was the one who said no, he knows the importance of good teachers. Yeah. And seeing the good in the kids. Yeah. Despite all of, like, his problematic ways yeah. of being a teacher, his approach, that kind of thing. But Jack name like, he calls... I feel like he calls the students' names at one point. 
Probably. I can't remember. And then he also says... You are right. He also says the school will be closed at the end of the year. Like, he's got no, no hope. hope. But I also think... Yeah, you're right. He should have hope being a head teacher. Like, you, you can't have a good school without a good leader. Mm. But I think... He's seen way more than than Andrew has seen. Yeah. Like, yes. what has he witnessed yes. at a school that Andrew has, from his private school yeah. teaching the wet days? Is Andrew being naive? Yeah, that's what he probably is thinking. Mm. But I do agree with you. You said earlier, the dream team to run the school would be Kim and Andrew. Yes. A hundred percent would yeah. be Kim and Andrew because I think yeah. we do need the discipline. And I think if if it was just not that Kim's wishy washy, she's not. But I think if you know they yeah. didn't have Andrew's like discipline head, then potentially things wouldn't be as good. Mm-hmm. But you're right. No, you're right. Jack is problematic. But I think for some reason, I don't know if it's like his northernness. I don't know. I think that he he is in every head. I don't think he should. Yeah. I I think he was probably a more effective deputy. But I think he probably had a really... I mean, obviously we know the head teacher before him Mm. was was overwhelmed, Mm. overworked. We don't know what kind of head teacher he was. We just saw him on his last day when things got too much for him and he literally Mm. was not well at all. Mm -hmm. So... What was Jack like as a deputy head? We don't know. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine being a good deputy head. I just don't think he's a leader. Agreed, but as yeah. a leader, you have to stay yeah. hopeful. You have to stay positive. Yeah. Even he... if you don't feel it. Because mm. people are going to follow you. They're going to be influenced by mm. you. You have to be a, yeah, you have to be a good leader. What's this, there's, a, there's a quote I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, when you're quest. special. I think it's something from Glee. When you're special. Finn's... Oh, Mrs. Yeah. uses it to Finn about oh, being yeah. a leader when they're in the locker room. Yeah. Sometimes sucks, being, being special sucks. sucks. I guess yeah. it's not a leader, but yeah, sometimes being a leader mean. sucks. Like you yeah. can't. You. I think leadership is a definite theme of this episode. Hundred underdogs is a key theme. Yeah, but leadership is is the is the reason is the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, it's like Jack Grimm's story, but not. It's Andrew's story, but not. Mm. Is it Dante's and Chloe's story? Is it Lorna's mm. story? Like we don't know, but it, I think it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So we leave this scene, this whole scene, mm. with like a bit of hope. Yeah. As a watcher, we want to know. We want to mm. know. Are Andrew and Jack going to turn this school around? Mm-hmm. Like, and they have to agree over a beer again. Yeah, again. Oh, yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> and then we cut to so Tom and Lorna have now met and have got married. Mm-hmm. He's kissed, is he? Yeah. Then we like they're in like a hotel, I think, mm. of where their wedding was. Mm-hmm. And Lorna drops like, the bomb. Drops the bomb. Tom is really drunk. I remember him being yeah, quite drunk. He is. And Lorna says, "I'm pregnant." She said, did she didn't keep it? She kept it from him? Like, yeah. she didn't tell him. We don't know how long she's been pregnant for. We don't know yeah. how far along she is. Mm. But as a watcher, you're like, this is more complicated now. Because yeah. the audience know he's just kissed Izzy. Yeah. Oh, such a cliffhanger. Such a cliffhanger. As a key theme with these characters, like, we're not saying any of these characters are doing the right thing at all. Mm. But I think when Anne McManus wanted to make a, a real show with real lives, yeah. life is messy as heck. Yeah. And all of these characters and their lives yeah. are messy as heck. Yeah, I've got that. I've got as a theme. I, I don't know if this is a theme, but I kind of like point out with everybody. Everyone's got their own issues mm. and things going on. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, like with um, Dante, Andrew, finding out that Dante's got stuff going yeah. on. Izzy actually has loads of stuff going on, yeah. and that's why she is yeah. so upset, yeah, yeah. like we discover. And Chloe's in love with Dante. Like, Chloe's got loads So of, many things. Yeah. Um, Jack's got the pressures. Lorna's got loads going yeah. on. I would love to... I think they did miss... Obviously, they can't introduce every t- every character, but I would love to know what's going on for Kim. Yeah. I'd love to know what kind of life Mika's got at school. Like, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. We know that we're going to learn more about Mika. Yeah. But for now, we don't know, know about Mika. We're briefly introduced to Grantley Budgeon. Briefly, yeah. And Very Steph Haydock. Brief. Yeah. 
I know the teachers there, or is they? I think we've covered all the teachers. I think we've Estelle covered Estelle is obviously the secretary. We learn a lot about Estelle. I think that's all the teachers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know what I thought was really interesting? Mm. At the wedding, we see Grant. We see the teachers' table and Fleur. Oh my god, it's not Fleur. It's not Fleur. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. It's so, not Fleur. So Grantley's wife is Fleur. Yeah. And there's a woman sat next, an actress sat next to Grantley. Uh-huh. We know later on Fleur comes into it and she's like quite a key character. But yeah. the actress playing Fleur at this scene is not Fleur, but it is Fleur because she's playing Fleur, but it's yeah. the same actress. Um, also, I thought was a key conversation was the potential flirty vibes between Kim and Andrew at the wedding. He asks her to dance, she says no. Yeah. And they're back and forth. And oh, they, 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 it's a classic com- conversation. And they mm. never agree. And Kim never lets him have the last word. Yeah. And he says, he says you're tricky. Mm. Or she says, you're tricky. One of them says, you're tricky to the other one. But she must see the good in him. Yeah, but she's also testing him. And she's probably also a bit, like, on the defence. Like, you think you can come in. She has a lot of feelings towards this school. Like, yeah. it's her school. She knows deeply about the lives of the pupils and the, the families at the school. Yeah. And this guy's come in. This posh guy. Used to teach mm. in private schools. Come in, and he's, like, trying to change, like, say so this is... And he's so sure of himself, which yeah. he needs to be, to be effective. But she's probably a bit threatened and a bit like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So she's on the defence. Yeah. But we are already introduced to this this back and forth with Kim mm-hmm. and Andrew, which is it's wonderful. We love it. Mm-hmm. And which then carries on, which we know. Um. As, a, as a, Okay, as a, as a pilot, mm. obviously, so we're going to find it super hard to be objective. Mm-hmm. Because we know 10 years worth of this show. We yeah. know what happens to all of these characters. Mm-hmm. But as a pilot episode, what do you think? I think so dramatic. And also, I feel like Water Road is very funny. Mm. Just as a fan who's mm. watched all of it, mm. this episode wasn't. There weren't very many comedic yeah. moments. Yeah. They wanted to set that yeah. drama. Yeah. They wanted to set those dramatic storylines yeah. with the cliffhangers yeah. and all that kind of thing. So it's definitely gripping. Yeah, definitely. And gripping. I feel like if I showed somebody it now, I said, "Oh, there's this new show on, and it's a drama." They'd be like, "Oh my god, next episode." Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, dramatic. Yeah. good storylines. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I I think very dramatic, gripping, gripping, mm. and there are loads of obviously loads of things that we've mentioned that yeah. don't age well. Like yeah. if you created, I mean, what's interesting is because they have now done a modern day Waterloo mm-hmm. Road based in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, and I mean, I've, I'm hoping that this podcast we can get to that, we can get to season eleven, and we can we can critique that as well because yeah. I think the heart is still there and. But it's more relatable. But yeah. I just think that the themes in this are still very relatable. Yeah. Okay, so our final segment of the episode, mm-hmm. we're going to answer these questions every week. Mm-hmm. So we're going to answer the, these things. So star of the week will be our favourite character. Who's in the cooler is going to be our least favourite mm-hmm. character. Um, our favourite line, our favourite music choice, and our favourite storyline. Yeah. So yeah, so first off, our fave character, star of the week. I've got Kim. Me too! Yeah. Okay, go on, tell me why you Kim is your favourite and then I'll tell. I just think she's so down to earth mm. and she obviously has a lot of passion. Mm. She cares a lot about the kids. You were saying earlier how like her job back then was maybe not as valued as mm. it would be now. Yes, for sure. And I just feel like she puts everything, everything. into her work. Yeah. 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 And I think we know Kim Campbell a lot. Like we know mm. she goes on to do way bigger stuff mm-hmm. in the show than she mm. does in this episode. But there was one moment in this episode that made me that made her my star of the mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. and it was when and I don't want to get emotional, but it's actually quite emotional. Aww. So it's when 
so when she talks Andrew round and they decide to they decide to give Clarence a chance, they decide to not press charges. So they yeah. go to the prison, they go yeah. to the, where he's arrested, and he comes out. And Clarence's face lights up and he says, Miss Campbell, what are you doing oh, here? Yeah. And we don't know the history of, of Clarence and Miss Campbell. We don't know what she knows or how she supported him and Dante in the past. But for him, Miss Campbell is clearly yeah. a very trusted person in his life. She's safe helped place. him before. She's a safe place. He, she's like, he's like, oh, this Andrew guy's turned up, this, this, this yeah. like, posh guy. But Miss Campbell's here. Mm. And, and, and he, there's such warmth in that sentence, Miss Campbell, what are you doing here? There's yeah. such hope and such trust. Yeah. And it just, I think, we know Kim's great because of mm. what she goes on to do. But even in this episode, when she's really small part and we don't know much about her, yeah. we, from that line, you know that she's like, trustworthy and she's yeah. a decent person and she is the heart of Walter Road I yes. think yes she's got what Jack and Andrew don't percent. know yes yeah. and, I, I and that really made me emotional when I thought yeah. about it yeah so that's but what also she's, she's not a pushover no because she says Clarence what 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 do you punish Dante if mm. he needs punishing yeah and, and he's like um, yeah of course you know like she's, yeah. she talks to him she, she says you, yeah, anger management yeah. classes. Yeah. Like, you know. And that's why he respects her she'll, so much. She'll tell you how it is. Yes. Because but she's, she's... Yeah. But she's not embarrassing him like Andrew no. did. No. And to have that role in a school like Walsley Road, mm. you've got to be a specific type of person. And, yes. and Kim is that person. And, yeah. she, and she's And she's phenomenal. Oh, I love Kim. We love Kim. I'm so glad that she was your star. It'll probably be boring if she's my star of the week every week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, we will be... It was almost Izzy. I really did value Izzy. Yeah. Until the kiss, I think. Yeah. Who's in the cooler this week? So who yeah. for you is not doing it this week. I got Jack. Interesting. Okay. I just I just don't like Jack. Okay. And I feel like I remember liking him when I watched it originally. I think mm. he's got good parts to him. Maybe he's gonna grow on you. He 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 did grow on me, I think, mm. back when I watched it. But I just I just think he doesn't care. Mm. It's going back to all the stuff I was saying. Yeah. He's literally the head of the school. Mm. He's just hired Andrew mm-hmm. to be his deputy and he's saying the school will probably be shut by the end of the year. You can't say that as a head teacher. You're and right. it's like, come on, mate. Yeah. Like, this school needs yeah. to be heard around. You brought this guy yeah. to help you do it, and you're yeah. so negative. I don't know if he's had a drink. Maybe that's what Maybe, yeah. But, yeah, he just... He, I don't know why he hired Andrew, because mm. it doesn't feel like he's on his side, and he's yeah. supporting him. I know Andrew makes mistakes in this episode, but... Mm. Yeah, I, he's just not my fave. That's fair. That's fair enough. He's in the cooler for yeah. me this week. In the cooler for me is Tom. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think... And I think I was let down by Tom. And I think that's because I know Tom, mm-hmm. I feel. It's bad because I feel like this does it. I think if I watch this fresh, I might feel... But I probably would maybe put Tom still in the cooler because I think he doesn't, he doesn't face up to what he's got to face up to. No. And Izzy has so much she's dealing with. Mm. We don't really get this idea from him. Yes, he's dealing with a man she doesn't want. But other than that, he's not, got, he's not a parent. He's not got responsibilities. Like, mm. he's got a job. He's like, okay, at his job. I think he really dealt with so many things wrong. And he yeah. shouldn't have. He shouldn't have broken up with his fiance in the class in school. No. He shouldn't have let it get this far. Yeah. He should have been honest about his feelings for Izzy from the beginning. Yeah. He shouldn't have put it on Izzy now at this point because she's clearly pushed it away. I don't know. I just. I didn't. I had and then he marries her. And then he gets. And then he marries her. Yeah. And then he kisses someone else on his wedding day. Oh. And I think. So for me, yeah, Tom's. In the yeah, he's like I love Tom, but if I watched this originally. If one, if I watch watch mm. this for the first time now, I would not let on. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, I, that's fair that you put me mm. in the cooler. Favorite line. <laughs> Mine's so funny. Oh, what's your favorite? Line? It's when Chloe and Dante are outside, and Dante's like, "Oh my god, it's this posh guy, and um, he's arrested my dad, and he's arrested me, yeah. and da da da." And Chloe goes bothered. <laughs> 
like, why? Yeah. It's really... Is, is that Catherine Tate reference? I don't know. But you, that could be. But I think it's just, they're just trying to make out she's that just, Chloe speaks like that. She's just such, like, a typical teenager. I know that's a really random line. Yeah. But I just thought it was and funny. She, and I, what's hilarious is the youth is shown, isn't it? Because, yeah. like, Dante's actually really stressed by this. And... Yeah. Chloe doesn't say, oh, babe, that's really hard. Like, yeah. she's, like, bothered. Like, she yeah. just shows that she's, like, literally 14, which is fair. She's 14. Yeah. And it's, like, not a deep thing for her, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. I th- so, my favourite... Okay, I find it really difficult to have a favourite line. Okay. One other one I wrote... One I wrote down is... I think it's so about the wedding when Andrew and Kim are going back and forth. And they're trying to try and, like, agree and make up. Like, after, like, a like not great start to their, like, professional relationship. Yeah. And she calls him something... Or, like, he calls himself something, and the word twit is in it, and then he says, twit obviously can't be helped. Oh, yeah. And, and he's and as in, like, twit obviously can't be helped, like, I am a twit, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, like, a, and it's like giving her giving her a chance. And then she's, I think, and he's, like, trying to, like, extend the olive branch, and then she says something else, and then he says, you're tricky. And I think yeah. it's funny. But, yeah, twit obviously can't be helped. I thought it just shows Andrew is quite, like, a, I don't know. It's quite like a softy, really. Yeah, and you and I think he does really respect and value Kim. Yes, and I think he should probably have I said really, that. Yeah, but he didn't, and I think he wishes he was more like him. Yeah, because yeah. she's got the respect from all these pupils without being this like disciplined, yeah, like teacher. Yeah, he respects Kim more than he respects Jack for sure. Yeah. I don't think he's got much much respect for Jack. No, I wonder if Kim does. She probably does. Interesting. Yeah. They, what have they been through together as, as yeah, professionals? We don't exactly, know. Yeah. They've probably seen a lot. Like, this isn't Waterloo Road's first day. No. How's it got to this point? Like, mm-hmm. how has the, the, the head teacher's just, you know, we've learned a lot about the previous head teacher. Yeah. Stuff's gone down. Like. Yeah. Okay. Favourite storyline? I've got the stuff with Andrew. Just Andrew. And mm. what. I guess it's not a storyline. I guess this would be a character, really. Mm. But just any storyline with Andrew, whether it's with Kim. Mm-hmm. Dante, Clarence, like all of that yeah. stuff, I'd say. Yeah. Andrew is our view into Waterloo Road. We're kind of seeing Waterloo Road through Andrew's eyes. He's a newcomer. It's not just like straight bang into this drama. Mm. It's like, oh, here's this new character. He's yeah. just got this job. Yeah. You know. I, um, similar, like, I think the Andrew stuff. The, the, I thought Dante and Chloe were interesting. I think, I think, mm. knowing what we know, mm. I think I was specifically interested in their age and how they started going out and what this all meant. Yeah. Are they the same age? Yeah, they, they are. are the same year group. Yeah, yeah. I think they're yeah, but I think yeah, the Andrew stuff. Andrew interactions with Kim, I think specifically. Yeah, and different ways of leading, I think, is really interesting. Yeah, because I think that's the point of this whole first episode. Yeah. To be honest, I feel like this is going to sound really like against what I said at the beginning, mm. but I feel like not that much happens in this first episode. Like it does, it does, but it does, but it does, but it doesn't. But it just kind of introduces you. It sets the scene. Yes. And I think instead of showing yeah. you what happens, I don't it's know. It's kind of like, what do you expect from this? It's like, yeah. I think the whole leadership thing is a storyline. Yeah. But they're telling us as well, this end clip, this like end with the car crash, mm. this is going to be dramatic. Yeah. It's going to be extremely dramatic. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a, there's a romance storyline. Who yeah. are we rooting for? Are we rooting for Izzy? Are we hating Tom? Like, they've got that going on. Mm-hmm. And I think just generally... But the leading of a school isn't that lost, and I think that's good. The school setting isn't just the setting mm-hmm. of a load of drama. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, the writers actually care mm-hmm. about these themes in education and how yeah. how is the best way to yeah. educate kids? How is the best way to give them a good start in life? Like, yeah. and I think that the fact that that's mm. a storyline is really important. It's yeah. not like this is a setting for this is just the setting. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's actually about school and the kids yeah. and the families yeah. and the teachers. Yes. And then this is, I don't know if this is interesting to end on, but favourite music choice? Oh my gosh. I, 
love the musical mostly, right? Yeah. It's it's a specific kind of genre yeah. of music. And I think that's we both feel passionate about that. that that's why yeah. our it's called I Predict to Riot. Yeah. And also I think I Predict to Riot I think is really foreshadowing because it's like the the whole show you could argue is a riot. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things happen. So I'm just gonna read out some of the songs that were played. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the name of the song, but there was an Arctic Monkeys song that was played, mm-hmm. which is very early 2000s. Mr. Brightside. Yes, Mr. Brightside, we're near the car. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Will Young. Yeah, I think I better leave right now. Is that the wedding? Yes, at the wedding, yeah. Um, there was another song as well, which I really liked, but I didn't have time to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess my song, maybe my song of the episode is I think I better leave right now. Me too, is it? By Will Young. By Will Young. And I think, do you know what's interesting? So much happens in that song. Yeah. Like, in the narrative. Because yeah. we go from, there's a dance. Yeah. Jack doesn't want to dance with Steph anymore. Yeah. Steph leaves. Izzy's outside. She literally mm-hmm. is leaving. I, said, I think I better leave right now. Like, that's whole Like, yeah. she's about to leave the, the wedding. Like, yeah. but before she leaves, yeah. they kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it your favourite song? Yeah. I just like the song. That's fair. <laughs> I think, I also Googled it, so it's like, obviously Will Young. So he won yes. Pop Idol in 2002. Right. So four years before this, he won. Yeah. So this song was probably very current at the time. Yeah. Will Young was a big deal at the time. Yeah. Will Young's great. Um, and yeah, I just, it really took me back listening to this song. I know. Um, and I thought it was very good in the moment, the whole dramatic scene between mm. Izzy. And then Izzy and Tom are like, they don't get to carry on their conversation because Steph comes out yeah. and Jack's like, can you take Miss, he- Miss Haydock home? Yeah. And it's just really interesting that he said Miss Haydock when they're literally all adults at this event that's outside of school. But he literally Must says, he says, Miss Redpath, can you drunk. take Miss Haydock home? And I'm like, Cause, cause he's drunk. must be because he's drunk. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting. But yeah, same, same. Yeah, it is kind of a basic reason, but I just like the song. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, yeah. that was episode one of Waterloo Road. Yeah. That was really fun. It was fun. And... You know what? I love Waterloo Road so much. Yeah. And I'm really excited about really going into the details of the show. Me too. Really analysing it. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Yeah. We hope everybody listening enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Please do comment below your thoughts. Do you disagree with anything? What are your favourite music choices? What are your favourite characters? Who's in the cooler mm. for you? Next week, we're at the same day, we're going to release... We don't know what day we're going to release this yet, but... When it does get released, a week from now, the second episode will be released as well. If you've got any key questions, key ideas, we'd love to know. Like, this is a project we're working on because we just feel really passionate mm-hmm. and we just think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. So we'd be keen to hear if you think there's going to be fun segments or fun ideas to talk about. Yeah. Let us know. Cool. Thanks, Meg. Thank you. Thanks for listening and um, see you for the next episode. Yeah, thank you.